good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable Word of God? So good to have you in the podcast today and I hope that you're walking with the Lord and starting this day off on the right foot. Uh, Are you willing to be used of the Lord today? It's a great question we should ask ourselves every day, but looking for that opportunity to be genuinely useful tools in the Lord's hand. And God puts us all in different circumstances, doesn't he? He may put you in a place of of labor where there may not be many believers around there and he's called you to be salt and light in that place. He may put you in a factory. He may put you in an educational facility. He may put you working at home. Uh, but there's always opportunities that God presents to us to be useful to him. I hope it's your desire to be a true servant of the living Lord Jesus Christ. And if you are a redeemed, blood-bought child of God, then that desire ought to be more powerful than anything else. You know, our time on this earth is very limited. It's very brief compared with eternity. This is just a little flash in the pan, this existence. What does the Bible say in the book of James? What is your life? It's even but a vapor. Uh, it's just here one moment and gone the next. We tend to look at it as plodding along, uh, as, as, as being almost interminable sometimes, but I assure you it is terminable. Uh, it will terminate at some point. As one man said, we're all dead. We just haven't fallen over yet. And, uh, so we're looking to be a useful vessel for the Lord in the time that we have here. You know, I was reading and reminded of that in the book of Exodus through our Bible reading in a year. I keep making notes as I read through the scriptures on things I want to have in the podcast, and I run out of opportunities to be able to highlight things that really stand out. Uh, Recently, I mean, I'm in the book of Numbers now, but recently in the book of Exodus and reading through, you come to that that uh, that huge moment when the Lord gives specific instruction about the construction of the tabernacle. In Exodus chapter 25, all the way through chapter 31, God gave the, uh, Moses precise instructions about building the tabernacle. Uh, they were very minute. They were very detailed. God wanted things done correctly. And so he had uh, Moses' undivided attention. And so he Uh, proceeded to give him the information. And then you keep reading along, and in chapter 35 through chapter 40, you actually read about the actual construction of the tabernacle. It almost seems redundant in spots because you're reading the same things that you just got done reading just a few chapters before. But nothing is redundant in the Bible without a purpose. God often rehearses and repeats information that he deems to be very important. For example, when Moses gave the the creation account in Genesis chapter 1, it's repeated in Genesis chapter 2, but from a different perspective, a different viewpoint. In other words, when God wants us to understand information he gives to us, he'll often give it from different vantage points in order that we might be full in our understanding of what he's talking about. And it, And for example, Genesis there in the creation account, in Genesis chapter 1, the word that God uses to identify himself is the Hebrew word Elohim. It is a word that means the majesty of who God is. God in all of his majesty and holiness and power and perfection, everything that goes in with being the God of the created universe. And so chapter 1 of Genesis rehearses. 
rehearses that. But when you come to chapter two, you find a little the, the same information, but laid out a little bit differently. And it's oriented towards humanity. Because by the time God comes to the apex, the climax of his um, of his uh, creative uh, endeavor, his power, he now has a man named Adam and a woman named Eve. Uh, and in chapter two, God reveals himself in a different way, not just as this all majestic, powerful, uh, um, um, incredibly wise uh, being, but rather in chapter two, he's relating to Adam who was created in his image as his name for himself. God has many titles, but he only has one name. And the name he has for himself is what we would say in English anyway, Yahweh. Uh, It's made up of four consonants. Hebrew does not have uh, vowels. And so these four consonants are given to identify who he is by his name, Yahweh. And he always relates to his people with that term, Yahweh, because it's his personal revelation of himself. Now, why did I run all the way back to Genesis for a moment? That is to help us to understand that God often rephrases things so that we might be able to understand clearly how important something is in our knowledge of him and in our service for him. Uh, You find that even in Proverbs. Uh, A proverb is Hebrew poetry and prose does not rhyme like our English does, but rather it has uh, comparative phrases. It'll say something one way in a verse, and then it'll say it in a different way in the second part of that verse so that there's clarity of understanding. Uh, That's no less true in the book of Exodus when the Lord gives explicit instructions about how to build the tabernacle because this is going to be the very heart and core of how the Israelite people approach Yahweh, this God who has chosen them to be his particular people. Uh, and so when you come to chapter 35 verse and and uh, through ver- uh, through chapter 40 here you have the actual construction of the tabernacle now i have said all of that Uh, to come to this point today that I want to impress on you that God is looking for willing servants to stand in the gap, as Isaiah said, and be counted for him and be useful. Now, that raises the question, what does God consider to be a useful man, a useful woman, a useful servant for him? What kind of things are involved in that? And I think that's good for us to pay attention to because the Bible points it out when you read through the book of Exodus. So Moses led the people to build the tabernacle just like God instructed. Uh, And so he gives this double account, but in the actual construction of the account, uh, God called a man by the name, you may or may not remember his name, but his name was Bezalel uh, to do that work. Uh, and he called another man named Aholiab to be his assistant in the work. And it's interesting that the Bible takes pains to point out why God used these men. Why were they men that God called? And the first thing that you see when you read chapter 35 of Exodus, it says that uh, uh, them hath he filled, talking about Bezalel and Aholiab, then hath he them hath he filled with wisdom. Chapter 36 verse 1 says, Then wrought Bezalel and Aholiab and every wise-hearted man in whom the Lord had put wisdom and understanding. 
Proverbs states repeatedly this kind of concept. Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs 1.7 says the same thing. So the first thing that stands out about these useful servants for the Lord is that they were wise hearted men. That wisdom which comes from the Lord. That wisdom that James says we are free to ask for from God and he'll give it to you uh, without bawling you out for it. He's going to be willing to give wisdom to those who genuinely ask. Second thing that stands out about these men is that they were called because they were willing-hearted men. Not just wise-hearted, but they were willing. And I think that's a great, you know, Dr. Bob, an evangelist, Dr. Bob Jones, used to say that the greatest ability is dependability. Uh, Exodus 36.2 says, And Moses called Bezalel and Aholiab and every wise-hearted man in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom, even, now watch this, everyone whose heart stirred him up to come unto the work to do it. They were willing-hearted men. In other words, they had this desire, this leaning, this propensity in their heart that they really strove and desired to be willingly used of God. Uh, And because of that, God saw in them useful servants for his cause. And then last, they were called because, and it's interesting, um, Exodus 38.22 says that, God God states that Bezalel made all that the Lord commanded Moses. There was no hesitation. There was no rethinking the way things should be done. There was no trying to fit it in amongst his own plans and his own desires and his own dreams and whatever. Uh, Bezalel was a man who was willing to say, Lord, I'm going to put my hand to it and I'm going to do exactly what you've called me to do. So not only was he wise-hearted, not only did he possess that fear of the Lord, that real love for God and that reverence for him, but they were also willing to do it in the sense that they were they were stirred up, they were charged, they were absolutely excited about serving God. Third, they were willing in that they didn't put it off but they had a heart to do that work. Well, these men had the ability, uh, but they were willing to follow the directions of God. This is one of the great reasons for the success of the building of the tabernacle. They didn't put it off. They were willing to take the lead and the initiative and get the work done because that's what is important to God. Now, I wonder today, uh, is that our mentality in serving the Lord and being willing a lot of people, when it comes to the service of the Lord, just try to find a time to fit it into their life if they think about it at all. And I want to encourage you to make sure that the work of the Lord is closest to your heart. Those are the kind of people that's God that God will imbue with wisdom, and He will then give them the strength and the ability to be able to follow through on what He's called them to do. That's the type of man, the type of servant that God uses. Uh, Jesus, uh, God said this about David. Do you remember Acts thirteen twenty two? I have found David the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. Why don't we have a heart for the work? Do faithfully what God has laid out for us to do, whatever that may be, for the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you today. Live your life with an eye towards pleasing the Lord.